Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Bottled Up Podcast. It's a quick episode for the quickest driver at Stafford Motor Speedway. I don't know if you put down the fastest lap. I think Tom Fern might have done that, but Ryan, you were stupidly fast tonight. And when I say stupidly fast, I mean you were stupidly fast. Man, I did, I did something tonight, I'll tell you that. I mean, for motorsports, we always, we always got, uh, I like to think we got the best equipment in the late model division at Stafford, and we certainly came out with a with a bit of a powerhouse there in the beginning you know but uh there were a couple of, there were a couple of things that i'm going to be uh taking home and uh probably putting in the notebook for next week you know what i mean right absolutely and uh so what are some of those those key takeaways that you had there at the end of the night right so i mean we went through the heat race and i started on the outside or whatever and i got booped in the left rear and i got sent around whatever i'm not naming any names because i wasn't mad about it restart ninth you know, and I'm like, all right, well, I can get I can get back in the top seven. That's the qualifying spot. And ended up working the top passing, you know, one or two guys. And normally you can like never work the top at Stafford. But for some reason here in 2020, with all of the crazy things that have been going on, the top has been somewhat viable. I mean, the the more I run it, the more I think that, you know, maybe maybe the asphalt up there is like a little bit rougher or something. It's not really not really helping out as far as grip goes for the long term, but you can really work it if you need to. And then we took that, brought it into the feature. We were able to make some moves, but it seems like the nose of my car has grown an extra six inches in length since 2019. And I ended up getting myself into a little bit of trouble. I got the 39 a little bit loose. He came down into the 79 and then ended up getting finished, finished off and whatever. I ended up going to the back, but Still went out there, still still got four tires on the car, so that's pretty nice. Yeah, not every driver can say that they left there with four tires. There were a lot of flat tires. There were a lot of, uh, you know, there was one tire that completely detached from a car. And oh, yeah. I, I actually was mistaken there in my call because they threw it down to me on pit road because I had a pretty good view of it. I said I thought that the tire coming off caused the wreck because, like, those tires never come off of a modified in a wreck. I've seen – I've seen – you know, probably a hundred modified wrecks and the tire just never comes off. They just, it, it'll flap around loosely, but it won't come off. So I was yeah, like, they've oh. got the, uh, they've got the tethers on there. Right. And so yeah. I was like, that tire had to have come off and that's what caused the wreck. No, it was just such a big wreck that happened. Um, so, you know, that was Chase Dowling didn't end up coming home with all of his tires. So you did. That's pretty good. Yeah. Tom, had an insane run back to the front. He was about half a straightaway back, and he finished top 10 in 20 laps. That was unreal. Yeah, but that's just how Tom Fern does. I mean, I, I don't know what the heck happened. I was talking to him after the race because I saw that he went up over by the turn four wall, and I'm like, man, who dumped Tom? Tom never spins out by himself, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it turned out that for some reason his throttle hung. So with his instincts after, you know, 30 some odd years of experience was to just pitch the car in three, lock it down. And then, you know, just keep it off the wall the best he could. I mean, not too many guys can, can say that they've had the throttle hung and that they didn't plow the thing firewall deep into the turn three wall. You know what I mean? That's insane because that's that. Why were there two hung throttles tonight in however many years I've been going to the track and now working at the track for over a year, I've never seen a hung throttle, and there were two tonight. Dan Wesson also had a hung throttle on his car. But, yeah, that's insane, absolutely insane that 
he had the foresight in the heat of the moment driving, I don't know, corner exit, you're probably doing 80, uh, at 80 miles an hour to go, oh, expletive, the throttle's hung, oh, I can just spin the car out and that'll be fine. Like, who thinks of that? Well, I mean, like I said, 30-some-odd years of experience, you know? I mean, that that kind of stuff, it, it kind of sits in the back of your head, but then when you're racing, you're really not thinking about it, right? And the, the moment when it does happen, it's just all reflex, no thinking, right? I mean, I would have thought that tonight might have been a full moon, but I just did a little bit of Google if you heard my keyboard there a few seconds ago. Mm-hmm. Next full moon is going to be August 3rd, so we can't blame that for the uh, double-hung throttles tonight. Yeah, it was just, I guess, a weird, weird occurrence. Um, What are you carrying over, I guess, to the future races now? Because the track tonight was really green. It's been raining for weeks. There hasn't been much time on it. Everyone was sort of antsy. So what are you carrying over from this week into the next few weeks? Because so much is going to change. Well, it seems like every single race is going to begin with about four cautions. That's that. (laughs) Other thing, too, is thinking about uh, thinking about the outside going back to what i said about that i mean i guess you really don't have to run the outside like that hard and all that and you don't necessarily have to like really protect position if you will because i was kind of in like a position protecting mode if you will and i didn't really want to and i didn't really want to put much of a gap between me and vericchio the man that was in front of me uh during the beginning of the late model race there and I think, and that would probably just keep me out of trouble, like literally keep the nose clean. You know what I mean? Because not too many guys are going to want to go to the outside. I'm pretty sure the only one that I'm pretty sure I'm the only one this season that has elected to go to the outside in order to make a move. You know, like I haven't seen too many guys do that without having to be on the outside, like the week before, like three weeks ago by now, when. I was restarting on the inside. Adam Gray was able to make the same move that I was making earlier in the race where you roll the top really well and you can get yourself a really good exit off of two. So really, it's just going to come down to how can how can I make my current style work better? Because it's really going to come down to just keeping the nose clean at this point. I mean, I should I should already know that at this point. But, you know, it, it, it's pretty <laughs> tough out there when you got when you got Tom Fern as your teammate and you just really want to go out there and try and show him up, but it's really difficult. So, yeah, you're sort of going up against the best, you know, it's sort of a David versus Goliath moment there. Whenever anyone beats Tom Fern, just it's, it's amazing what that guy can do. And it's, it's, it's funny. I, I think about it every time when you look at Tom Fern, you don't think race car driver. You don't think like this guy is the winningest late model driver there at Stafford. You don't think that because he's just, he looks so normal. So, you know, like he's just an average guy. Like I would let he's Tom, the Terminator. I would let Tom Fern do my taxes. I like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I, I, I see it. Like, I would let that man do my taxes. That's just the kind of guy he looks like. But then he gets behind the wheel of a race car, and it's like Dale Earnhardt out there. He just wins. I agree with that. I agree with that. He he does have some uh, intimidator vibes about him. You know what I mean? Like when you see him in that race suit, he he's not much of a talker. He gets into race mode. I mean. I don't know what it is. I know that it's a bit of a, I I can't use the term I want to use, but for those that know the term, you're probably thinking it right now. 
Like it's a bit of like a merry-go-round with talking about him so much, but it's just personally, I find him to just be fascinating. I don't I don't know what it is about him. He's just like like you said, Jeff, it's like you look at him, you might see him like out at Texas Roadhouse or something. That's one of his favorite places. And it's like you look at him, you're like this dude's not a race car driver. Who is this man? Right. You know, yeah. it's, it's just, I, I don't get it, man. I really don't. But I mean, end of the day, just because he's a really good race car driver, I mean, whatever. I get, I guess I got to be easier on myself or something so I can find more success. Something. I don't know. Anyway, bit of a tangent, but. Tom Fern likes Texas Roadhouse. That's, that is quite the reveal there. And at the same yeah, time, I mean, it makes so much sense. Before Rona, that's where we'd go um, a lot of the time after the shop, you know, go in, get some steaks, see the same lady that's working the bar on Tuesdays and Thursdays or whatever. Now that's you know? a little bit creepy. A little bit creepy, but okay. No, we were, we're all friends, you know? Like, we go out, we tip good, all that stuff, you know, meeting people, cool you know, stuff. You know it's what? It's always nice. Tom Fern is the type of guy to befriend the waitress completely platonically at Texas Roadhouse. It, there's nothing that <laughs> describes Tom Fern more than that. Well, Tom loves to talk to people. He does. He does. He honestly. does. <laughs> I, I mean, he talks to me all the time, which that, that takes quite a lot of uh, – <laughs> that takes quite a lot of people's skills. But, like, I remember that. I first met him, and, you know, one of the – I asked him one time last year. I was like – this was before you and I, you know, like even knew each other's names, like because we yeah. didn't, we didn't start talking until like earlier this year. What even started it? I don't even know. The beginning of Rona and then getting into iRacing for me. I know that's that. right. That's right. It was it was when we first started the iRacing series. Look how far we've come. Yep. Like three months. And, yeah, it's been uh, a while, man. I know it's crazy, but and so you and I didn't really know each other. And I asked him once. I was like. You know, what's it like racing with with family out here? Would you wreck, or would you let Ryan win if you were running second at the white flag? And he looks at me, he goes, "No, <laughs> no, he would, he would definitely move me. He knows how to move me without wrecking me. He's not gonna, he's not gonna wreck me, but he's, he's gonna move he, you, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He know he knows how to get it done. He's like eleven teen times better than me at doing the." Uh, at doing the uh, excavation, if you will, go, coming out of turn two. It was so funny, though. Just the way he reacted, he just looked at me, literally made the sound, <laughs> then, no. No, I wouldn't let him win. If he's going to win, he's going to earn it. <laughs> that's because you asked him a stupid question. You really think he's going to let me beat yeah, him? Yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> but I had to oh, ask man. just for the sake of conversation, but... I mean that's true. That's true. You, you you have to ask him. There's there's just some questions for some reason where Tom like I'll ask I'll ask him something like like what what's a good question for this? Like I'll ask him something like whatever. Like oh what do you what do you think about you know like um, this guy doing this in uh, whatever racing series? And Tom's just like why are you even asking me this? Like I don't <laughs> care about that. I care about the late models at Stafford. And like, Texas some, something like that, you know, and Texas Roadhouse, of course. I'm gonna no, I think that. I think he likes 99 more than Texas Roadhouse, honestly. What? I've been to yeah. 99 once in my entire life, and it was on my 18th birthday. That's the yeah. only time I've ever been to 99 restaurant, and it was okay. That's it? It was okay? Three out of five? It, it was okay. It wasn't anything spectacular. 
I well, was that's like, the point. I went there and I was like, yeah, this is food. I can I, I can consume this and not complain. I'm not going to be like, dude, you have to try the 99 restaurant burger. Like, no, I'm not going to say that to anybody. But if someone's like, how's 99 restaurant? I would be, it's, it's okay. It's, it's They're just. They're open late. Yeah. Well, so they is have beer. Well, well, here's the thing, though. When it, like, me personally, along with the rest of the race team, like, it's Friday night, we're done with the racing for the night or whatever, and we're those guys that come into 99, and we just bring, like, 12 people, and we're like, we really need food. <laughs> I mean, we're not we're not the kind of people that just, like, come in and leave, like, you know, the 10% tip, whatever. Right. Like, like I said before, it's like, we, we know we're not the best people, we're gonna compensate you for that, yada yada. But, you know, it's just, it's nice to go to a place where it doesn't matter if you have a buttload of grease on your face and all this nonsense, and you can just get some okay food. Like, that's that's all I want after after a night at Stafford. But, like I said, I think I think Tom likes 99 the most, and it could be because winning so much in a season, you, you associate 99 with with all the victories going on in the in the in the racing world for yourself you know but i mean i don't know i'm gonna have to ask him and get back to you on that one why he likes 99 so much yeah i'm i'm gonna have to bring that up in conversation with him as well i think i yeah. i don't know that's probably the best revelation that could have possibly come out of this podcast episode i sort of went into it with <laughs> mind of whatever happens happens and the fact that Tom Fern likes Texas Roadhouse and 99 Restaurant, yeah, this is this is exactly what I needed in my life. Before I yeah, go, I it is so for anyone listening in right now as of recording, it is July 18th at 1:22 a.m. 1:23. 1:23 mm-hmm. a.m. And you and I have been at the track for at least eight hours apiece, nine hours apiece. Yep. Bare minimum. Um, yep. I also worked six hours earlier today. I'm dead tired i've been awake since 6 a.m uh yesterday and it's like yeah you know what i'm gonna record an episode but like there's not really much to talk about because the all-star race yay chase elliott won and everyone hated the race um so might as well talk about stafford but yeah this all this worked out well so ryan thank you for joining do you have any last thoughts here yeah um this really didn't have much to do with racing but i hope you guys enjoy (laughs) Well, that's that's life. You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. Everyone, you know where to find us over on social media at Bottled Up Radio on Twitter. Head over to the website, the new website, www.maconeysetupshop.com. If you're looking for iRacing setups, that's the place to be, especially Tour Mod setups. We are absolutely knocking it out of the park with those. It is unreal how well those have been going. So be sure to check it out, www.maconeysetupshop.com. But everyone, I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of Bottled Up.